We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. You're listening to the Extra Point Show with sneaky Joe DiBiase on WGR Sports Radio 550. All right, rolling along. Buffalo Bills football Tuesday. It's going to be a fiery extra point show. Sneaky Joe DiBiase. Sal Capaccio off today. Night game last night. Let Sal get his rest. You can watch today's show on our WGR Facebook page. Hi, everybody, on a Facebook page. The Extra Point Show presented by Catholic Health. Catholic Health, the right way to care by Northwest Bank. For what's next, get started at northwest.com. And by Speed Global, around the corner or around the world, Speed delivers. Are we going to get any firings today? We'll see. Sean McDermott sounded last night in postgame like it's at least a possibility. So we will keep you updated if we get anything along the way. We will uh, we'll throw it right to you. But lots of your phone calls at 803-0550. You know, the, 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 the final two of the six hours here on uh, this morning for me after a loss like that, You'd think they could be tough, but I'm ready. I got I got my coffee ready to go. I've got a lot. I got a list full of people that are angry and, and ready to go on something, and I got the adrenaline of that loss last night. Still, despite only, you know, like people ask me, you, you stay up for the Bills game? Like I'm assuming to the end, right? Like yeah, four, four and a half, five hours sleep is all I need because. The day after a game, especially when they lose like that, man, you were just you were running on what frustration? It's, it's like coal. It's coal in the engine. I couldn't sleep when I got home. I was just I, like mad. Right. I I think did a pretty good job last night of going to sleep a lot better than I did week one after the Jets game. Week one after the Jets game, like I've just said, like I I can't believe what just happened. They did what? They lost to Zach Wilson. They lost to who? The returner. What what happened? Last night, I mean, last night, I guess it's because we're starting to get a little used to this again. That's not good. Playoff odds are 33%, according to ESPN Analytics. Just saw that flash across the screen. Right to your phone calls, 803-0550. How much scrutiny should the head coach be under today? How much scrutiny should the coordinator be under today? Offensive coordinator, Ken Dorsey, who I think... I really think it could happen. I really think he could get fired uh, in the next day. I can't imagine it would be after that short week. Um, you're going six days of rest instead of seven. I'd imagine that if they did do something, it would probably be today or maybe early tomorrow. Let's get connected with our fans. Brought to you by Northtown Kia. Shop online, NorthtownKia.com. Let's go to Jordan and Lockport. What's up, Jordan? Hey guys, look, I know, uh, I know the focus is a lot about, you know, who might get fired, the uh, 12th man of the field, the whole fashion of the game, and everybody's upset about it. Um, and not, not to get super petty, and, uh, yeah, and it might be a little laughable, but I'm kind of serious. Like, I know that catch on, the um, touchdown catch with Sutton, uh-huh. in the corner of the end zone. Um, like, if, say, like, your heel 
rolls on the out of the bounds, right? He's, he's out of bounds, right? Um, what's the shoelace? Like, is the shoelace a part of the shoe? <laughs> and I know it's funny. I know it's uh-huh. funny, but I'm actually serious because in the replay, it shows a clear zoomed in view of the shoelace dragging across out of bounds. And again, not to be petty. Yeah. I'm a Bills fan, I'm a Bills fan looking for anything, but I was kind of, I was kind of nuts on that. I was like, they can't overturn it. The shoelace is hitting it. I never thought I would lose sleep the over shoelace. a shoelace, but, uh, I mean, I yeah, think I just want to know what the call is. I don't know the answer. I think the shoelace matters. I mean, it's part of your equipment. You know, if your jersey hits out of bounds, you're out of bounds. Let me watch it again, real quick here. I mean, I get what you're saying. The shoelace, even the shoelace, though, doesn't touch out of bounds until after he has possession. Uh, but to your question, I don't know. I, I the 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 thing that I want to say, but I really don't want to say, is this is where. The one time where a rules analyst might actually uh, be beneficial, but I don't want that. Nobody, nobody wants that. Thanks, Jordan, for the call. Let's go to Sean in Hamburg. What's up, Sean? Joe B guy calling Gene Saratari. Now get that get that reeling in. I but don't need I don't need Gene in my life more than I already have him. What I want to say is, come on, around that train, the wide receiver train. Woo woo, Joe B. I was on my way home from work yesterday. I stopped at the uh, subway on Camp Road in Hamburg. Looking for a quick sandwich. As I'm about to order, the lights flickered. There was an odd feeling in the air. From behind me, a voice called out. It sounded like Celine Dion, but more beautiful. It was Ciara. She ordered a 12-inch Dangerous extra Black Forest ham for Mr. Unlimited. It was a- All right. Thanks, Sean. Thanks, thanks for the call. I don't know what's happening there. Is that because Russell Wilson is uh, the subway? Okay, gotcha. Thanks, thanks, Sean. Let's go to Nick in Hamburg. What's up, Nick? Hello. Go ahead, Nick. You're on the air. I just, I'm, I'm done with it. I think McDermott needs to go. I mean, we're talking about shoelaces playing against the Denver Broncos. Are you <laughs> kidding me? I thought we were a Super Bowl contender. Right. Listen, I, I hear you, and anyone that wants the coach gone. I'll listen to you. It's still tough for me because I don't think it's anywhere near a realistic possibility. But does that mean that it can't be a conversation? I'm not, I'm not telling you it can't be. It could even be more frustrating because it feels like it is so far away from happening. Listen, I am not actually – like yesterday is not a good day for McDermott. I guess as, as the head coach, it's a bad day for McDermott. Sean McDermott, the head coach, it's a bad day. Sean McDermott, the defensive coordinator, I thought it was a great day. Almost a great day. He had a horrific play call, in my opinion, on third and long. They're out of field goal range, and they sent a cover zero blitz. Disastrous. I I couldn't believe they were calling as many blitzes throughout the game as they were. The strength of the Bills' defensive line... On paper, and yesterday it was it was coming to action, was their defensive line and their pass rush. Ed Oliver had eight quarterback pressures in yesterday's game. Leonard Floyd was throwing tackles back into Wilson in the pocket. A.J. Epinesa was getting to the quarterback. Rousseau had a couple of times where he got to the quarterback. Still waiting on Vaughn to do it. Shaq Lawson went unevaded to Wilson on the one play. Like The Bills were getting after Russell Wilson. They were generating a pressure without having to blitz. And they got away with the blitz on the previous play. They went right back at it. 
I couldn't believe that call. But on McDermott, before that call, I thought he was having an incredible day. The defense was playing 4.2 yards per play by Denver. They scored six points on four turnovers. I mean, was it even the turnovers? I mean, I'm sure it was. Short fields, right? And, you know, game possession, um, ball possession was a part of that too. But, man, the Bills scored more points yesterday off of Denver turnovers than Denver scored off Buffalo turnovers. I, that That's... How do you not win that football game? Six points on four turnovers given up. The defense, again, they did their job. They asked the offense to score more than 25 points. They couldn't do it. I'm in the same place I've been for a month. That defense, with all its injuries, is still not that bad of a defense. They need their offense to be competent competent and it's it's not happening it's not happening i know we hate the uh the advanced numbers right now but that to be fair that's because you're all being misled on the advanced numbers week after week data people are telling you that their epa is still oh, one of the best in the league it's not it's really not the Bills updated EPA per play in new, in neutral game scripts. When they're not down two touchdowns, neutral game scripts. Their EPA per play in the last six games, 19th. Their EPA per pass play, 25th. I mean, that the numbers don't like the Bills' offense. The fans don't like the Bills' offense. The film guys don't like the Bills' offense. The betting markets don't like the Bills' offense. There's nobody left. There's nobody left. No one left likes the Bills' offense. Which is fair, because they're not good. Their offense stinks right now. And it has for six games. And if they do not turn that around immediately, they will miss the playoffs. They're probably going to miss the playoffs. They might be able to turn it around and still miss. It, it, it's tough. It's tough times. Should McDermott get fired? I'm at a no right now. You want to have the conversation after the season? You know, maybe I'll change my tune by then. But I doubt I'll change my thought that they're not thinking about it. What they, I think, are thinking about today is Ken Dorsey. I'm really... Really, cons- I'm really open to the idea that they'll they're going to do it. That they're going to do it today. That is to me how McDermott sounded last night. For right or wrong. And a lot of you will probably say for wrong. But McDermott sat up there after the game. And to my ears, he sounded like somebody that is fuming. That his offense is looking the way it is. Fuming because he's calling defensive plays. And he's got every built-in excuse on the defensive side of the football. They have tons of injuries. He even said it. Five starters that were missing. And he's right. You might not want to hear it from him, but five starters were missing. And he's calling that defense, and that defense is doing its job. I mean, he doing enough to, to win. He said it again yesterday. Is the offense doing enough 
does the defense, excuse me, doing enough to win? And he's right there with, yeah, they are. Not the normal what you'd hear from him, which is, you know, all three phases. We all got all sides of the football need to be better. Like, he sounds like, yeah, my defense is doing as good as it possibly can. We're keeping it together over here. And we're getting beat because we can't score points. That, to me, is how the head coach sounds. And if the coach is starting to sound like that and is willing to admit that they have some hard decisions to, to think about and hard conversations that have to be had, you know, I bet they're thinking about it right now. Not even just, you know, a sacrificial lamb, the special teams coordinator, or an assistant head coach, or the a positional coach. I think they're thinking about Dorsey right now. 8030550 is the phone number. Let's go to Richard in Buffalo. Hey, Richard. How you doing today? Good morning. Good morning. Uh, okay, uh, last year, Hyde's Cubs has trouble picking up the offense, but get the, you know, two to four weeks, get to the games. Fournette's here this year. He's got trouble picking up the offense. Diggs has his uh, should do in the uh, mini caps. It was pointed toward the offense. Gabe Davis and Knox, uh, what they were interviewed, says, well, we go to the hurry up. The offense is more simplified. This is why it works. So something's either too complicated with the mad scientist up in the booth there, or I have no idea how to figure this team out. Second of all, the 13-second debacle started with poor communication on the kickoff. Yep. Yesterday we lost the game because there was poor communication of the players out on the field. So, and one more thing: soon as this slide with the team started going down, I don't want to say it, but I think is when uh, Kim Pugula got sick and she hasn't been around day to day. Keep an eye on things because Terry is not involved. All right, thank, thanks, Richard. I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about at the end there. Um, I will say, though, on, you know, you asked about Fournette not playing. A couple things there to get to. Fournette, I don't think Fournette's a good running back anymore. So I'm not surprised, and Murray looked great yesterday. So, you know, we're going to hear a lot about – there's another 13 seconds. I want us to keep a counter. Richard mentions 13 seconds. I heard five or six callers just even, like, throw it in and passing. It's it's funny. Like, I wondered this after it happened, and – Last week and today, I'm hearing it more than ever, but I used to think, or we used to say, the longer they go without winning, the more you're going to hear about 13 seconds and the more it's going to sting. And everyone is thinking about it today, aren't they? Because, hey, every it's not just a couple of guys in the national media like it was in the offseason that said the Bills' Super Bowl window is closing. Now, I mean, I'm seeing it in the local paper. I'm seeing it on local TV. I'm seeing beat guys wonder it out loud. Uh, they're still talking about it on, on ESPN and Fox. Like The idea that the Bills' window is closed or closing at the very least seems more real than ever. And now that that thought is starting to enter people's minds, there you go. There's another 13 seconds reference. Now, Richard was talking more about communication specifically. And, I mean, that's right. Communication was a piece, maybe the biggest piece, 
the touchback, no touchback, or the kicking a touchback against the Chiefs, and then there's yesterday. How in the world are they not ready to block that kick? How are they even not already on the field in the first place? That's what I don't get. It's not even they like they, they practiced it. Okay, they practiced it. But why, after two Denver kneel downs that you know are coming, you're calling timeout. You have a minute between each of these plays to send out your field goal block team. Why, why is your defense on the field for kneel downs in the first place? Why do they need to be? Why can't your field goal block team be out there? That's what I don't get. Why can't you send out the field goal block team on second or third down so you don't even have to worry about substitutions? They could have taken that off the table, but they allowed themselves, they they left themselves open to a communication error. So, whether there was a communication error or not, okay, that might be the special teams coordinator. But to me, the criticism I would levy against McDermott in that situation is not even that they had 12 men on the field. It's that you allowed, you opened yourself up to make that mistake by not making your field goal block substitution two plays earlier or one play earlier. Because you had no reason not to. That, to me, is where the McDermott criticism comes at the end of that game. It's not even to me that they specifically made the 12 men on the field uh you know, penalty. It's that they opened themselves up to that in the first place. Let's go to who's next up here. Tough, T U F F. All right, tough and on the east side. What's up, tough? Hey, what's going on? Yeah, I see uh, a lot of our fan base is showing their true colors right now. You got to think. I'm a Bills fan from 1984. I went from the two and fourteen seasons through the Super Bowls to a 17-year drought. For the last four years, we had 11 to 13 wins. Okay, things seem kind of bleak right now, you know, but but if anybody can turn it around, it's the Bills, you know what I'm saying? You can't just give up on somebody after they give you 11 to 13 wins in the last four seasons, you know what I'm saying? You can't. I'm a real Bills fan, so I'm pro-McDermott, and I think we can turn it around and get it together. Yeah, thanks, Tough. I mean, I don't think... I think you can be a real Bills fan and be in panic mode. Like, I I, I hear you. Thank, thanks for the call. Like, all right. Like, I don't want to. I don't want to crush anyone that wants to hold on to some optimism today. But like, Bills fans showing their true colors. To me, what I hear is Bills fans that have a high standard for their football team. That's what I hear. And to me, that is real fandom. To me, and that you know, real fandom can be different for different people. For me, it is. That you judge your team in the good and the bad. Right? Because, I mean, if you just want to be a homer and say everything's great all the time, well then, like, what are we really doing here? What, what are we really fighting for, achieving? What are we wanting? So, again, I don't want to rain on the parade of someone that wants to stay optimistic today and not be in panic mode and, you know, still be behind the head coach and think that they will turn it around. They could turn it around. I agree with that. They could, but they are not showing me or fans or themselves anything in the last six weeks that says that that's about to happen. Anyone seeing any signs? Show me the proof. Right? Like, 
Show me the proof that they're about to turn it around. Where is that? They ran the ball great yesterday. All right. They were running the ball better in general. I mentioned a little earlier the EPA stuff, how you're being misled when you look at EPA, and all the Bills are fifth in EPA. They're not. 20 to 80% win probability. They're 25th on pass plays. They're 19th on plays overall. But they're fourth in EPA per rush in the last six weeks. They're running the ball great. That, to me, that's another part of this. McDermott might want to run the ball more. Maybe that's the problem he has with Dorsey, if he has one at all. He said he has confidence yesterday, but you never. he said he could be better too. Does he want more running plays? To me, this is where my criticism of Dorsey comes from the heart versus Dable. I think it's easy to think and easy to guess that McDermott and Dable butted heads and maybe one of those things was that McDermott wanted more of an established ground game, which was said about the Bills all the time from your Bill Cowers of the world and your old school coaches in the media. They need to establish a ground game. They need to be better at running the football. We heard it all the time. We talked about it for years. But they never did it. Why did they never do it? Why was Dable able to continue to play offense the way he wanted to, and why was he continue? Why were they able to avoid the run game? Because they passed the ball at will and couldn't be stopped. Right? So the, hey, let's run the ball more, that never really bled into the the, the Bills' offense because they passed the ball so well it almost kept... And again, I'm kind of guessing that this is the way McDermott thinks, but it's a good guess, I think. Keeps McDermott at bay. Keeps, you know, whoever at bay. That, oh, we need to run the ball more. Well, we don't because look how well we're passing it. Now... Here comes Ken Dorsey, and I see a lot every week. Dan Orlovsky had a three-minute video today that further confirms to me that this coordinator does not know what he's doing with passing concepts. He does not know how to get guys open, how to scheme guys open. I mean, Orlovsky did that three-minute video, ESPN's Dan Orlovsky. He broke down a Bills play on fourth down and how it just made no sense, play call, no, not based on information at all. And then he followed up with a tweet. I remain adamant. The Bills' offense schematically is broken. That's Dorsey. And their scheming in the pass game especially, being broken, is is what has allowed the, hey, let's run the ball more, to creep in. Because guess what? They're doing better at it. They averaged more yards per rush attempt yesterday than they did pass attempt. That's where I get worried. Where where I get worried and where I start to question the job security of the coordinator is when the coordinator has created an environment where it makes sense to run the ball more. That is the core problem. He has created a situation where someone during the game yesterday, a buddy of mine goes... Man, they really should be running the ball more. And I go, yeah, that's probably right. That's where we're at. How did we get here? Where I'm sitting there watching the game going, yeah, they should probably run the ball more. That's bad. That's a bad place to be. Where your best plays with Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs on the field are, let's give the ball to 33-year-old Latavius Murray. How did we get here? 
Their best play was Latavius Murray. And that was going well. Cook was doing better. But Murray was good. How I, I can't believe myself. I can't believe it. Wide receiver train and let's go trade for DeAndre Hopkins and sign Beckham and let's go air it out. Let's score, you know, 13 seconds game. They're scoring at will. 200 yards from Gabe Davis. And look at look how good John Brown is and Emmanuel Sanders and wide receivers are fastball. That was from Sean McDermott a couple years ago. Fast forward to yesterday. Latavius Murray. Give the ball to him more. And it made sense. Oh, I can't believe it. If that is not the poster child for what is wrong with this offense, if that is not the the sign you need that just give me any change. Give me let me see if Joe Brady can do something different. The the most evidence you need is we've gotten to a point with this offense where Latavius Murray the oldest running back in the National Football League, increasingly seems like a good idea to give the ball to. I can't believe it. They're sawing things below me, by the way, if you you can't hear that, if you're wondering what that noise is. All right, time out here. If you're on hold, stay there. We'll get to you when we come back. Sorry, Tough. He made, you know, he just wanted to echo his thought that let's not be panic in panic mode. Still got confidence, still turn it around, and then, man, I just lost it after that. Latavius Murray is a good play in this offense. I just, I can't believe it. It's good, right? I'm not saying it's a bad thing they have it. I just, I can't, can't get to a place where it feels like that offense should be relying on the oldest running back in football. Stay on hold if you're there. We'll roll through them when we come back. Getting connected with our fans. Brought to you by Northtown Kia. Shop online, northtownkia.com. You can watch us on our Facebook page, WGR Facebook page. Um, So check us out there. You can watch the show or you can listen along. Call in, too. Jody Biasi, Sal Capaccio off today. The Bills fall 24-22 to the Denver Broncos, and we are reacting live here on WGR.